welcome to the Belper Beer Club podcast. We're four intrepid beer explorers from Derbyshire, and we thought it was about time we put out a podcast. And here it is. My name's John. I'm Sean. I'm Paul. And I'm Jamie. In this episode, we have an interview with Ollie from Bruiser, who are the new and upcoming beer box subscription service that's taking the UK by storm. Hear how he started it all off and how things are developing after nearly three years. So far on our podcast adventures, we've mostly brought conversations with great breweries, with more to follow, including our first overseas brewery in the coming weeks. Tonight, however, we bring you something a little different as we speak to Ollie, one of the founders of beer subscription site, Bruiser. All of us here and probably most of our listeners will have no doubt dabbled in some kind of beer subscription, either for a beer club or maybe direct from a brewery. Each month, like Christmas, we eagerly tear open boxes not knowing exactly what's inside. And maybe that's what makes it so fun and nerve wracking. That and displaying the beers in a precarious pyramid or on a stair for the obligatory posing photo. Relative newcomers Bruiser have turned the subscription game on its head with their unique relationship with breweries, great customer service and the ability to control your own beer destiny. Bruiser is fast becoming the subscription provider of choice. We were lucky enough to meet Ollie at a recent Derby Beer Con where he agreed to join us for a chat. And here he is. Welcome, Ollie. Great to have you here with us. Um, Good we're going to jump straight into it um, and ask you our, our first standard question. Can you share with us your beer journey and Bruiser's beer journey to date? Absolutely. First of all, I'd just like to say that was a fantastic introduction there. I couldn't have said it better myself, so thank you very much. Well, I won't take any credit time. for that. Jamie, who's not with us tonight, he actually penned it. He, he was his turn to the introduction, so I've, uh, yeah, he can take all credit for that. Yep. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I'm Ollie. I'm one of the co-founders at Bruiser. Um, my beer journey first began... Uh, I grew up kind of on the, the Welsh Shropshire borders um, and there's a little pub in my village which started a brewery, a little five barrel kit for a traditional real ale. So when I was about 13 or something, I went knocking on their door and, and asked if I could get a job there. They soon got me into all the little tanks, cleaning out all the little spaces, which is what you do as a brewer, right? Professional yeah. cleaner. Um, then I... Yeah, got a bit older, went knocking on their door about 17 when they had moved and expanded um, and asked for my job back and quickly sort of trained me up to brew. And then I got into the sort of the sales and the marketing side and then also managed craft beer bars around the world as well. And um, and then which led me on to onto Bruiser. So, yeah, always, always been in the beer industry, you could say. So, so were you a subscriber to many of the kind of different uh, beer boxes that were available? And you kind of thought, I mean, how did the idea for Bruiser really come about? So, it kind of um, all began. I, I returned uh, from the pandemic due to uh, yeah, due to COVID and all of that, and um, not much to do uh, work wise and stuff. So, I was looking at set, uh, taking over a little pub. I got in touch with an old school friend of mine. And um, yeah, said, do you think it's a good idea? And the pub then evolved into a into a brewery, and then the brewery kind of involved, evolved into uh, into Bruiser. Um, we're quite close to setting up the brewery, but you know, during that time, we, we didn't have much money. It's quite a large capital investment, yeah. and we're a really good team working on this project together. So we'd all been subscribers to various um, yeah subscription services. 
we had a, a friend of ours, good close friend that I used to work with in, at a brewery as well, actually, that was uh, currently working at Brew York. And um, yeah, he sent one of one of the founders a, a box of beer and, and he was like, wow, this is, they've got their own subscription. Why can't we just bring all these breweries together on one platform and yeah, gain access to the UK's best really, so. Yeah, because um, I mean, you you've belonged to quite a few brew. Yeah, brew, brew York was my first one. Well, no, I think we all started. Oh, wow. I think we all started with the old B fifty two and things like that. But apart from that, mm. um, you know, brew, brew York was was the one. And and the interesting thing about that was, uh, and I think there's quite a few really quality uh, subscription services out there, and they're the ones that you get surprises. You know, somebody mentioned it, Sean. You know, uh, basically, you get the surprises. You know, and and they, they did a little leaflet within within their box at each, and it had tasting notes, and it had like the yeah. idea behind the beer, and that's what kind of drives my interest. You know, I want to know why they did it, um, and 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 they they had a great service, but but it's one brewery, and obviously yeah. where where it wins yourself, you get the excitement of choosing. And um, I guess yeah. yeah, I think the reason why you stopped doing it was because you were getting the same. <clears throat> it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. It was just that there wasn't as much variety. Yeah, and I think I, I think I mean, everyone does that. They subscribe for like I think I did about seven or eight months with them. I think you know basically everyone does that, and then suddenly you go, oh, "There's another one. There's another shiny thing." You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're they're brilliant, right? But it's um, it's super difficult for a brewery to be churning out about eight to twelve different beers every month for 12 months of the year so and those those brewery owned subscriptions tend to be more for their sort of diehard local fans as well yeah um but as we know there's there's thousands of breweries in the uk right and um for them to get noticed and to expand their reach further than that like local sort of market then that's where you know we can do that because we've got quite a wide audience around the uk now yeah so, I mean, how do you decide which breweries uh, do join your subscription service? Is it really, it's an open book in terms of anyone in reality could change or actually <laughs> is there a limit in terms of what yourself and Ollie could do in terms of providing that customer support for that means you don't want to stretch it to thousands and thousands because it's it's only two of you at the moment, but you'd have to then look at the resource to then go around supporting that. What are the current limits around what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, exactly. I mean, personally, and I know the rest of the team as well, we'd love to work with every brewery we possibly could. Um, we've got quite a long waiting list of breweries that have reached out to us, which is absolutely amazing. But, um, you know, for for a bruiser to work, we can't overwhelm the subscriber with too much choice because mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that can go the other way then. If there's too much on there, then, um, uh, yeah, they just won't choose any, any box at all. So that's a big part of it. Um, the operational lift, as you mentioned there before, um, requires a, a lot more people to sort of man this. So, um, yeah, we're kind of, we're working at the moment with about 110, 120 breweries, and uh, we've got some exciting partners to bring on as well. Um, but we kind of trickle them in. Uh, at first, we just started off working with breweries that we love to drink beer from, and then... I guess I've kind of got the the good job of going around and researching and finding out uh, where these new breweries are and trying to be. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Do you, do you ever? I mean, that sounds like you know an ideal job. It's a bit like you know, kid in a 
candy shop adult grown-up equivalent do you do you ever get like tired of doing that do you get tired of seeing the same old stuff or is it still a really exciting thing for you it's super exciting i absolutely love it but it's not just um that that i do though as being such a small mm. team we've you know we all do a bit of customer service the admin the processing the orders the a whole you know and anybody out there who's kind of run their own business could probably uh, imagine the amount of, sort of paperwork and stuff that comes with mm. it all as well, which you tend to get bogged down with a little bit. So um, I'd like to, uh, yeah, as we grow, it'd be nice to, to hire some more people so I can get back to discovering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess you're grappling with what a lot of other startups or small businesses would do as a natural, it just happens you you get to drink beer on a regular cadence as part of your job, I guess. Yeah, de- definitely. No, it's good. It's uh, it's important not to you know drink too much. I've got a couple set aside here, but I'm on the cups of tea at the moment. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, I think um, credit to the uh, low alcohol scene that's out there at the moment mm. as well, that uh, if you want to skip any nights, you can grab yourself a mash gang or one of my favorite sort of low, low and no beers is from Farmyards, uh, Bruco. Okay. okay. What it's called something like easy sunshine, but yeah. you know, it's nice that we can still dabble in a beer. Um, even if we don't want to have the alcohol consumption, if we don't want to dickle or something like that on a, on a weeknight. That's certainly what you could say about Bruiser in terms of the range of different breweries and different styles of beer. You've got a lot to choose from. You say you've got a you've got a number of uh, no alcohol breweries that you've actually got on 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 the site, and I imagine they have peaks and troughs in terms of when when their kind of demand is kind of at, at their at their at their most. But you know you can go the other end in terms and go for a kind of um, little earth project or a balance or whatever it may be. There's all that difference that you've got there. It doesn't just serve the hazy pails. There is there is a wide variance of that. It, you know what what kind of research you do to kind of decide when a brewery is actually you know fitting and and actually could you overload a certain style and think actually maybe you want to get maybe one that specialises more in the dark beers or whatever like that. Is there kind of that consideration? Absolutely. So specialising in certain styles is always good for us. Um, I think a lot of breweries that are on the market right now are accommodating the hazy pails neepers uh, etc which is what the 90 percent of uh, customers like to drink right yeah i love it as well but um yeah there's there's a few brews out there like you mentioned little earth project uh, wilderness brewery just mm. sort of not too far down the road from me but really doing something different and um if we can offer that on our our platform and just kind of um we have a little something for everybody on there and it's it's brilliant but a lot of these breweries that we started working with as well never had a a web shop so the only place to kind of access their beers direct was through us which is brilliant um so yeah to get your hands on like little earth and rivington and stuff like that just through the bruiser subscription is uh yeah quite something yeah i mean we've got a lot of knowledge of trying to use people's web shops because yeah, you probably yeah. we started out in lockdown, and we were trying to find beers that would you know get 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 us through the week basically, and have a nice little session at the weekend on on online. And um, you know, like you say, when we started, there was maybe I don't know thirty web shops out there, and then people get adding to them. And you know, there's two types. There's those that have got a limited range, uh, and then there's those where you know the range is it, like like a brew York, where the range is just you know you've got to scroll through. Um, yeah, I mean. 
You also touched on a good point there, actually. Uh, before lockdown, no breweries were selling uh, direct to consumer, really, were they? There were hardly yeah. any web shops. Right. Um, so Bruiser really wouldn't have been possible pre-COVID because the, the breweries weren't set up with selling a direct to consumer. So, you know, when everybody got their web shops up and got a team into, you know, pack boxes, web yeah. shop orders, et cetera, that allowed us to come in and, be a partner of that yeah i mean that's another part of it as well because I, I like working logistics and things like that and you know the smart thing with the subscription is you know you're not actually touching the beer you know mm. so massive kudos to that <laughs> yeah yeah thank you i mean yeah it's it's good um yeah, normally you'd expect it to go into a warehouse out of a warehouse that's yeah. what traditionally you would have expected to happen so yeah 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 yeah, the, the breweries know what they're doing on that front and it gives them the option to showcase their, their best sort of beers and provide fresh beers yeah. as well. So it's so in terms of different carriers then that people use, do you have involvement in that? Or do you or do you just leave it to whoever that brewery uses to kind of dispatch their beers, then that's what they use they'll use, or do you no. get involved in that? Uh no, we take care of all the uh, logistics. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's one of our sort of bonuses for the breweries, I guess, as well. Um yeah, so we we partner with logistics company and uh sort of process all their orders and then just send the brews the shipping labels and the order summary okay okay and then yeah they pack the boxes and uh we collect it and send it direct to the subscriber mm. oh that'll that'll be why i was up at, at pentridge they're a local brewery to oh, us yeah. and um, yeah i was there with joe and ryan and they were panicking because they just launched their birthday box and it the, the demand was crazy <laughs> But there was an issue with the pallet wasn't wasn't being picked up. They just got out of the cold store yeah. there on the on the on the floor, and he was panicking, saying, "I can see on on Planet Brews that everyone's panicked. Where's my box? Where's my where's my box?" And apparently, <laughs> he was expecting a call from yourself in terms of or to help kind of alleviate the issue that that was that it wasn't getting picked up. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense now. Yeah, I mean, it's not always easy, right? We're collecting from over a hundred different locations and delivering to thousands of different subscribers at, at kind of every other week so um yeah it's, it's not always easy but i think we've got our systems pretty well in, ch in check now and you know if ever you if ever you hear about something to do with logistics it's only the bad stuff that you hear right so yeah. it's uh, mm -hmm. um but we're yeah we've tried a few different partners in the early stages and experimented with a couple of others but our current uh, logistics partner now is we're kind of getting the best results with them yeah okay um, I mean, I guess, I mean, one of the things that I think you're particularly good at is your customer service. You know, you can see how quickly you guys jump onto any query that's certainly across social media. Um, that's clearly something that must be a conscious decision in terms of if we're going to make this work, then that's going to be our kind of key focus. Because um, clearly, you know, other subscription boxes don't take that kind of care and attention certainly from my experience anyway is that was that is that fair to say it's a true true kind of pioneer is a kind of flag in the sand in terms of that's your number one kind of aim through this yeah absolutely um you know we all discussed it at the start of launching this um we've we've experienced poor customer service from other subscriptions or other businesses out there and it just doesn't make you want to return but also um we're a we, we are customer service and the voice of all of our brewery partners as well. So if we weren't providing that that good service, then, you know, some of our, we wouldn't 
we may not be giving the breweries the best name either. So we want to give the best representation of all of our partners and give the customer a great experience too. Yeah, uh, we just uh, finished recording a podcast with Noah from Chapter. And his oh, experience yeah. his experience with Bruiser was that it actually took him surprise just how well it got mm. taken off. His focus is predominantly cask. He does a little bit uh, small pack. And just, you know, he was overwhelmed by the orders and he was such impre- he was impressed with yourselves in terms of how you engage with the customer's when he wasn't able to fulfill nine unique beers and you were kind of able yeah. to kind of be that mediator between himself and the breweries and offer, pe- offer the people the choice of having a few, few duplicates or whether or not to cancel their subscription for that month. So, yeah, Noah's, Noah's at, well, some of his beers are absolutely outstanding. And um, I was really surprised at how well they took off as well. Cause they're kind of flying a little bit under the radar chapter, but absolutely phenomenal. But um you know, we are working with breweries of all shapes and sizes. And like you said, Noah's Tiny, focusing on cask. Um, and these breweries can't always provide the the nine unique beers in a, in a box. So a lot of our customers are understanding of this, especially if you give them a heads up, that there may be some duplicates, but we'll give you the option to change. Uh, but as long as they have a heads up, they're pretty understanding that, um, yeah, we're working with small small partners here that's kind of often just a one-man band you know yeah yeah no so his experience was pretty good um good to hear one of the things that you guys do is you plant a tree for every box that um a subscriber kind of orders what does that look like because you've been going how long have you been trading for 13 months is it something like that now it's I, a little bit i've got 12 trees so <laughs> um, I presume it's not far away <laughs> it's, it's a little bit longer than that actually we are we're coming up to our second birthday really? next, next month yeah so we launched um november 2021 um so so yeah so you know we always wanted to focus i have a slight focus on uh sustainability i think it's important for every uh yeah business to kind of have that on their conscience but uh for us the kind of model is inherently sustainable as well right we're cutting out those wasted beer miles we're cutting out the the excess packaging that you'd use if you used a sort of traditional method of taking a beer to a warehouse unpackaging it putting it into more packaging then sending it off um on the old website and we're going to be doing this more through our through our uh, new blog page now but we highlight all brewery sustainability initiatives and as you quite rightly mentioned there as well, we plant a tree for every box sold as well. So um, we do that through uh, one of our partners. And I haven't checked for a while, but I think we're on something like 34,000 trees or something oh, wow. like that. that we've, yeah. We've planted so far. That sounds like a forest. Yeah, there's still a long... Yeah. <laughs> there's still a long, a long way to go with that. We, You know, there's... There's other aspects that we want to look at in the industry. Like the brewing industry is quite heavy on water. So what can we do to, you know, help that and, um, yeah, support certain causes. But it's just kind of um, one step at a time. We're still relatively young and a lot to learn. So Yeah, we've seen a lot more breweries having CO2 capture units. I know uh, Gads down in Ramsgate are doing that. And there's a few others mm. that I've seen more recently have kind of had that. That's a that's a really good incentive in terms of how much you use CO2 it actually um, in the actual uh, packaging, the fact that you, you're producing and just letting it waste. Yeah, it's the perfect thing, isn't it? Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, some of those can be expensive to set up, but um, yeah, the return and the saving is is amazing. So, 
yeah, there's lots of stuff going on in, in the industry. I think people are definitely taking more of a, a conscious effort to make a difference too. Well, actually, that sort of reminds me, there's a sort of other aspect to that. If somebody kind of, if a brewery behaved badly, would you delist them? Or, you know, is that something that is is, is happening? Um, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't necessarily want to, it, it all depends on the situation, right? No, we but I'm just thinking about, you know, if somebody, if somebody, you know, uh, had you know, bad labour relations or they were you know, letting effluent out into the waterway or whatever. You know, would yeah, that be something yeah. you would consider? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we yeah, we wouldn't want to partner with brands that are kind of doing stuff like that. Well, I haven't no, discovered any yet. So I'm just getting around to can you get delisted? Is my question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, we we had some breweries on from the beginning that um, you know, for for whatever reason, it may not have worked out, or they they can provide. Uh, the range or you know whatnot like stuff happens um and a lot of the so we delisted them um but then you know they often come back on as well yeah. it's kind of just yeah we're we're open to working with anybody and everyone um and it's yeah but yeah so i'm keen to know where the name of bruiser actually originated from um, I, I noticed uh, from reading a few articles about yourself in terms of you spent some time in Canada. Um, I, I've, I've, I've seen in a place called Scotia, there was a Bruiser homebrew store. I don't know if you're aware of that. There's also yeah. a, a kind of travel bike, an experimental belt drive gearbox bike that has a bigger wheel at the front, lower wheel at the back. It's called a Bruiser. I don't know whether any of those were the kind of um, inspirations <laughs> for uh, the name. Or you, do you just like fight? <laughs> people or something like that. <laughs> so a lot of people say when you say bruiser they automatically think uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really quite simple it was just a uh, browser browsing for beers bruiser. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. right yeah so that was simple as that <laughs> well it's definitely catchy i mean in terms of brand recognition it's mm, right up there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it kind of came pretty quick to us as well which was uh which was lucky um, so yeah, uh, on the branding front, I noticed you've just had a big refresh of your website. Um, what was the thought process behind that? What what did you decide to do in that, and what had you prioritised in terms of improvements? Yeah, so um, I guess we our brand from the beginning has always been quite strong and unique. It's uh, colorful we've got this sort of space theme which aligns with uh, discovery but it was we didn't put loads of effort and we could pretty much design the logo ourselves in the beginning mm -hmm. um so so you know there was we wanted we wanted a bit more of uh a brand guideline lines to be uh, put in place to kind of yeah establish ourselves a little bit more um like that so so it was just yeah his initial the website was an initial product the the uh, logo was the initial logo and we just wanted a bit of a refresh of everything be stronger to our brand and um it was it was time to do that after almost two years um so what do, what do you guys think uh honest feedback of well the... i i honestly think that it, it makes navigating to certainly your boxes a lot easier so you can easily see your schedule you can add and, and remove things a lot easier and, uh, and navigate to it. I find certainly on my PC and my iPad, 
Absolutely fine. I haven't used it on mobile yet. Yeah, the previous version on mobile was a bit glitchy. Mm. Um, I think it, I, I'm not really, like you say, I've not really retested it, but I did notice the difference. But in terms of the overall, I mean, it was good anyway, and now it's just even, mm. even easier to navigate. Um, but it's just so easy. It's a great feature you've got there, which is, you know, your current box, your next box, you know, oh, it's time to make your next selection. Um, yeah. you know, those things are really cool. Yeah, I think that's as a core <laughs> feature. Speaking as sorry, I work in the industry of developing mobile and web apps, so I'm a bit geeky on these things. But as a functional core feature, that the the way of selecting it and being able to find different things, there's some nice improvements there, and you can actually see much more clearly, like that kind of scroll thing where you can see month by month what you've got and whether you paused or not and being able to pause and unpause and all that kind of thing. I think that's yeah. a lot slicker now. So. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good to hear um, because, yeah, obviously we put a hell of a lot of effort into it and um, mm. we've, you know, we've seen a little bit online and stuff, but we haven't actually spoken to many people yet about mm. what they're thinking. And I think for us, uh, none of us founders were um, IT boss or developers or anything like that. And for me, the you know, obviously the website's massive, massive part of our business, but just how um yeah, how how costly the running of it is, because it's all unique codes that we use. So you mm -hmm. can, you know, you can chop and change your decisions for future months and your orders lock on certain dates. Um, it's just been it's been quite difficult getting our heads wrapped around all of that. And we've got so many ideas of uh, you know, gamifying platform and and yeah lots and lots of things that we want to we want to install but it's just that step by step mm, yeah. uh, that we're going to take i think one thing i will say is keeping it simple is a mm. virtue and and that's one of the yeah. things that i think again and again like often when you look at things like social media like i loved twitter when it was when it was simple and it was just about putting out 120 characters i loved instagram when it was just about posting square pictures and i think the there's a real risk that you there's a tipping point where you make things too complicated and i think you're getting the balance right at the moment so that's one thing yeah. i definitely say good bit of good bit of advice yeah the best things i always think in life are the most simple so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good to keep yeah but i mean you've got an advantage straight away the breweries are brewers and you know the web shop is at best a sideline you know Whereas mm. with you guys, it's totally core to what you're doing, and mm. therefore it, the slickness is there. Uh, it kind of it's kind of a given if you want to say that. Mm. You know, yeah, it, it's going to be slick, and as you say, you just made it a little bit slicker. But uh, it's a big benefit of that you've got because you can focus on that aspect. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you touched you. on you touched on there about um, the different kind of anniversary dates um, in terms of people opt-in and they have a certain date when they've got to lock dates in there's at the moment i think there's two isn't there in terms of i, yeah. I lock in on the seventh of a month you guys lock in 21st 21st of a month yeah, i'm getting mine tomorrow my so, tomorrow. so yeah there's different dates i guess is that to help with kind of fulfillment is that the kind of reason for it rather than all being on one date yeah exactly it's um to ensure that we can kind of keep the boxes unified throughout a month um we want to put if we were getting orders in every day and sending them directly to the to the subscribers, it would be a massive lift on us and mm -hmm. uh, and quite a big lift for the breweries as well. So consolidating that into two fulfillment dates in a month 
just makes everything a bit more slicker, gives us time to yeah, process all the orders, get them to the breweries, give the breweries time to create, brew, pack, get a get a heads up on how many boxes are gonna fill so they can, you know, reserve stock and ensure yeah. that they're putting out a good range in their boxes too. But that's also a factor, isn't it? Because as you said, a lot of these people are one man bands, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's gone from, you know, we're going to brew a few of our favourite beers, you know, and now it's become, right, we've got season, mm. and now we've yeah. got to fill our bruiser yeah. slots. And yeah. Yeah, their business is just yeah. getting yeah. more and more, you know, complex. Yeah. Um, mm. But they seem to be coping very well. I mean, I've noticed that uh, there's nobody that's pulling their hair out too badly at the moment. Not mm. that we're aware of, which is good yeah. in terms We of... have spoken to a few, like, you know, Phil from Simple Things, who's obviously very small scale. Oh, yeah. Noah from Chapter, you know, yeah. Jack from Chartres, yeah. So, and, you know, yeah. they were all di- slightly different scales, but then none of them are big, big scales. So, yeah. 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 We try and give them, um, we give the breweries a good heads up. We'll sort of email the the labels and the order summary on the sort mm-hmm. of Friday, the Friday, and then the boxes aren't being picked up until the Tuesday. Yes. So, yeah, give them a good amount of time. Because we know, yeah, working in breweries my whole life, I know how busy it is in there and kind of, yeah, it's just giving that extra bump is very helpful. Yeah, so we were talking about, you know, the seasonal nature of, of, of breweries these days and, you know, becoming to everyone's favourite time of year and what kind of Christmas ideas have you got in the pipeline and currently working on? Yeah, so we've got a, a our biggest project to date and it's, yeah, super exciting actually. Um, we basically, for Christmas, we're pulling together 12 of the UK's sort of best breweries uh, in our eyes, some up-and-comers in there. And some that have been kind of a yeah leading the way right, for quite some time now as well. And we put together um, six beers, six collaboration brews with 12 different breweries. So we finished off brewing the beers last week on Wednesday. And um, all the boxes will be shipping out at the towards the end of uh, November. Um and it's, yeah, some big names in there, Verdant, Flock, Baron, Gravity Well, Tempest, Vault City, Pastore, Umbard. Um, yeah, incredible lineup. So very excited. For that. How did you decide who was going to work with who when you kind of have that list together? I mean, was it was it style-based or did they put their hand up and say, that I, I want to work with those guys? How did that work? Um, so it's a little bit of chatting to some of our subscribers as well, just you know, some of the ones that we've known right from the beginning, um, asking their input, um, and then just chatting internally with the with the team, and uh, which is is pretty mental. Mental. Um, I was thinking about this today. How it's only yeah, not even two years yet since we've been going, and how we can how we can say, God, it'd be amazing if that brewery and that brewery could do a collaboration together. And now we can kind of facilitate that. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's pretty amazing. I, I will say, sorry, one thing I forgot to mention on this uh, Project X is that we've also teamed up with uh, Dave from the Craft Diaries. Yeah. He's a 
incredible illustrator. Um, he designs a lot of really popular glassware out there. And he's um, designed all of the labels for these beers as well. So it's going to be a beautiful series across the six cans. Um, so, yeah, get I've those seen, in before they're the all done. The uh, glass, that looks pretty stunning, the, the glass that you've kind of done. Um, yeah. Ruse. I, I used it for asking the questions. I used a bit of the artwork for teasing. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anyone wants to ask ah. me if there was any question, I used it across <laughs> social media because it was so good. To, so good. Um, no, I say he's done a fantastic job of that. Very, very happy. And then I guess you get a chance to kind of relive what you were doing when you started out your career in beer in terms of actually getting your hands dirty and, and actually collaborating on site and actually helping with the brewing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Lewis and I have um, gone down to all of the brew days. So Lewis did the first three. Um, he got he got the Verdant one, which was the first uh, beer that we kicked off with in Flock. Um, Pastore, Vault City, Drop Project, and um neon raptor so yeah he got around those three and then i did the the remaining three which were gravity well baron um umbard tempest and the final one last wednesday which was missing link and full circle uh some days you get involved more than others yeah. And a uh, huge shout out to the folks at Missing Link for their hospitality and just teaching us everything you knew about brewing. Uh, yeah. If you haven't tried their, their beer before, absolutely phenomenal. Jeremy used to be a winemaker and um, they're literally producing some of the best sort of IPAs, hoppy beers uh, out there and some lovely sours as well. Um, all these beers are kind of 8% plus dippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got an Imperial Stout at 10% um, and a, an MP Sour as well. So it's a strong box of, box yeah. of beer. Well, well, that's what you want at Christmas, that, isn't it? That's the that's thing. That's what you want, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, we've, we, do, we, we do some curated beer nights and we did one last Christmas. And it, it, yeah, the ABVs were, were pretty steep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, how's it, how's it taken? How's the take up on that then? I mean, can people still get hold of the boxes? Yeah, yeah. So we've still got uh, we've got about another yeah another three weeks or something they'll remain uh, live for until they start to sell out. They may well sell out in that time. Um, and yeah, take up's been really good. The only place you'll be able to get uh, the full set will be through us. Yes. Some of the breweries will be. Uh, yeah, they may be selling beers direct, or you may see it popping up in a few bottle shops. But we're pretty much taking the majority of the stock with all of these uh, breweries as well. So there's going to be a, a small launch night, which we've only just kind of got together this week. At Rad well, exclusive, Beer. then we've got an exclusive. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, well, pretty <laughs> much. Well, exclusive <laughs> sets for sure, and some of the beers won't be on the market anywhere else. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, and then there's a small sort of launch night for the beers on draft at Rad Beer in Shrewsbury on Friday, the 24th of November. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, that's um, one of the exciting things about this whole sort of craft beer scene. You know, you, you can you can, you can can cover the can, you know, FOMO, you want to get the can. And then guess what? It's, it's on cask as well. I've got to get down to Shrewsbury, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's just crazy the amount of things that you could get involved in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's really good to be. I've recently, just the last few weeks, moved to Shrewsbury, and um, 
yeah, I've been big fans of rad beer for quite some time. So it's quite cool to do something there and uh, yeah. have that as our venue. Yeah, you definitely mentioned FOMO. I've definitely seen that on the social media. There is a lot of a fear of missing out of this particular box. So, you know, people, yeah. do, if, they're, if they are interested to kind of lock it in for, is it for no, is it December or November where you're actually locking it in for? So, yeah, there'll be your December boxes. We will yeah. be dispatching them all the last week of November. So yeah. it's going to be super fresh. These beers you won't really find anywhere else. Um, mm. Unique artwork. You, the glass is going to be exclusive to this box as well. If you know Craft Diaries, I'm sure you'll love his glasses. So it's a, it's a big project. Look out for Project X on our merch store, which is on our link tree on Instagram. Oh, John's just been literally looking at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I'm poised. I'm poised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, on the website, you can get it in your plan as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. We've got some other, you know, really cool things as well going on for Christmas. Verdant have put out a, a you know, incredible ten can. Yeah, I saw that uh, box for Christmas as well. Um, Holy Goat have done some for their birthdays. Holy Goat have done an amazing birthday box. I love those guys. It sold out super quick. I think we've only got a couple left. Oh, really? Was, okay. Yeah, I was hoping to to roll that out a bit longer, but it just yeah, everyone lapped that up. Mm. Um, there's going to be some more dark boxes uh, being announced soon and some other sort of little specials as well we've got involved. So Cool. And in terms of Christmas deliveries, then obviously for those that lock in around the 21st, I guess is there going to be slight changes so that people can get their boxes slightly earlier for the festive period? Yeah, absolutely. So we will email everybody updates on this. And as we have planned at the moment, we will be, if your orders lock in on the 21st of November, your beer will arrive on the 5th of December. Okay. And if your orders lock on the 7th of December, not arrive on the 5th, we'll dispatch it on the 5th. You're uh, yeah, locking on the 7th and we'll dispatch around the 12th okay. of December as well. So, yeah, plenty of busy, busy time for everyone around then. So, we want to get it out as early yeah. as possible. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm basically using your six pack as a basis for my advent calendar. Um, so yeah basically i got trying to get 24 beers and 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 sort of you know juggle them around so i'm not sure what i'm getting on each day it didn't work right. last year too well because i ended up with like a 12 percenter while i was cooking the turkey so <laughs> i had to sort of rethink it a little bit but uh that's the idea was that the good yeah I, I, I was just about to open it and i was, I was, like, I was got... just about to crack it open yeah. and i was like mm, this is not a good idea yeah. <laughs> i got good <laughs> I managed to pick up a good King Henry for all all the oh wow as a Christmas present and like I think it's only I've me. still got mine I've yeah still got me mine. and Sean haven't uh, drunk ours yet it's like a really one of those kind of, I'm, I'll drink it soon but like you know yeah and it, which is an interesting question for me that not part of the quickfire round but if if you were going for a, like a really special Christmas day kind of peak beer drink on the day what what sort of thing would you go for any beer in the world that you would go for any particular one um that is such a difficult or even ones you've enjoyed in the past that have you know so um i had recently which is kind of part of the oh sorry but part of the fire but um i had a, a goose island um bourbon country 2015 uh edition which was 
M- missing Link shared Jeremy at Missing Link shared some of his uh, secret stash with us mm. when, we, when we were down there, and that was yeah amazing. Really interesting to try that. Uh, so I do like around Christmas winter month. I like the barrel aged stouts um, yeah. and to slip into them. And yeah, I mean Tempest do some. Yeah, amazing. all the leaves are brown. Lovely bark. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. I've got some actually on my desk here that I'm looking <laughs> for. <laughs> Maybe not tonight, but uh, let's it's still happening. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that's one the club's really been into ever since the start. We had it quite yeah, early on. Yeah. And we've had it a couple of times yeah. since. I think that was a sort of a game changer beer. Like Jamie brought Tempest as like one of one of the early breweries that we had, and all the leaves around was like, you know, amazing, like quite a revelation. Yeah. And we've had a few of those moments over the years when we've tried something and it's just been like, wow, there's yeah, which is one of the fun King Arthur of... by Tartarus was another, yeah, another yeah. again, another barley wine. Yeah. Maybe there's a theme here, actually. Maybe yeah, as we yeah, really yeah. like barley wines, <laughs> like the, the um, that glass house fruited pale, yeah. Um, the um, deep seeded, there was a they did used to, I don't know if they still do it, but they do a every month they do a different variant of deep seeded, which is a fruited pale. And we had one which was a six percenter, like really thick raspberry and blackberry i think and and yeah. we spoke to them a couple of years ago at derby beer con and they said that was their their favorite version of that so we were just lucky i guess because yeah but yeah it's it's quite fun like just finding these things and not expecting them so i, I really enjoyed firework brewery at derby beer con right have you tried did you try them did you guys you tried firework yeah you guys did, i you think it did yes yeah yeah yes. I'd never heard of them before, and they were like, yeah, they're they're tiny. I think like a one barrel kit or something in a pub. Uh, mm. But yeah, focusing on those impy stouts and yeah, it's really really good. Mm. Um, I imagine you receive quite a lot of um, you know feedback complaints. You may call it through your service. What's the most outlandish one you you get the usual ones like duplicates not as per picture too many stouts not I, I i can get this in the supermarket we've heard all those ones but what's the most kind of outlandish when you think really i mean you can be honest you can be honest <laughs> we can always edit it out if you <laughs> yeah no it, do you know what it's a brilliant question and we do get some uh, uh rarely as he said mm. uh some that are pretty outlandish but my mind is throwing a blank at the moment uh, yeah, it, yeah, I, I can't think. I mean, if it comes back, I can say it, there's there has been times where people have said, "Oh my, uh, my uh, box has gone missing from the doorstep, doorstep yeah. or something." And kind of like see that they've got a ring, yeah, a ring doorbell on their uh, on their thing. So you ask for the footage for that, and they're like, "Oh, it's it's turned up." <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but um, yeah, no, there's been some pretty funny ones, but I'll I'll come back to you on that. I think. Yeah, I mean. You've mentioned about Christmas. That's that's something that's going to kind of get us over this year. So, longer term, then, what are you, what are your plans uh, into next year? Is there any exciting other collabs? Any projects you've got kind of looking? Is there anything that you're kind of looking to launch? You'd like feedback on? Maybe that's something we can kind of put out there and, and maybe kind of do a little market research for you in terms of if you're looking to move into a different kind of area. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean. Project X for us, this is our first time doing it and the uh you know the beers hasn't been released yet. But if you know any of your listeners out there 
receive one or are looking to get one, we'd love to hear your feedback on that because um, so far it's been really successful. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we'd like to do that maybe twice a year, do a summer one and do a winter one. Because uh, it's it's really good to put those those breweries on a bit of a, a platform on a stage to yeah. really showcase what they can do. Um, we'll keep the we'll keep the uh, the interest in boxes and the special boxes coming. Um, we're trying to work on a bit of a calendar for special releases from breweries that we can, you know, ensure that we've got something to celebrate that brewery and and, and put out a you know an extra special box yeah. for those releases as well throughout the year um we definitely want to bring our community together more so there's talk and not to get the the hopes up too much at the moment um but possibly doing a a bruiser beer festival as well okay Mm -hmm. at some point um you know we've we interact with our subscribers all online we just want to put on an event where we can meet everyone in person and have a beer with you all yeah um so whether it's quite a big lift and, you know, we're a little bit stretched as a team as we are at the moment. So whether that'll be next year or the following year, we're not quite sure yet. But yeah, any other ways that we can engage in the community and bring that uh, together, but also kind of educate too. Hmm. Um, if we can do, you know, work on uh, maybe more interviews or blogs or educational pieces um, just to get people that have, may have dabbled in craft beer yeah, but maybe a little bit intimidated or something. If we can um, show them the ropes with that and just how to get into it, and you know, it's craft beer is fun at the end. Of the day. You mm-hmm. don't have to know everything about it. I certainly don't. So just uh, yeah, make it a bit more of a easy thing to get into. Sounds like you know that you're quite passionate about obviously sustainability, and what you sort of started to touch on there is that you can you can see that there were probably changes or things that you would like to see changed within the world of craft beer? What what sort of specific areas would you like to see improved, whether it's, I don't know, more diversity or, or what? I'd just quite interested. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, there's, a, there's a few, in any sort of industry, there's always a, a few bits and pieces that could be done for the better. Focusing more on the sustainability thing, I think the... Um, the like water wastage uh in a lot of breweries um is is quite large like it's the biggest biggest thing that they they need to to make these beers and cleaning everything down so water recapture and um and all, and all of that and as you touched on before co2 recapture um but i don't know yeah more more diversity and inclusion as well is always important in every industry. I think we're seeing you go to festivals now, there's yeah, loads more loads more women coming along to them, which is great mm-hmm. to see and getting into craft beer. We're noticing a lot more of that on subscription subscriptions uh, subscribers as well. And beer's for everyone, right? So um long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. Um we're Moving on quite nicely to ask the brewery um, listener questions. Well, that's what we normally ask, but obviously ask the uh, beer subscription uh, founder. That's the bruiser. <laughs> that's the bruiser. Yeah. We've got a couple of questions here. Okay, so uh, I'm going to attempt to read them out in a in a nice and clear way. So first one is from Alex Jowsey of, of Twitter. Uh, 
Would you ever consider getting breweries in from Europe and wider afield? Uh, yes. For those that can't see Ollie's face, there was a wide grin before he kind of said a word. And a little glint in his eye. Um, Tell us more. Yeah, so it's something we're looking into at the moment. We always want to support the UK craft beer industry. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know how we make some of the best beers in the world here in the UK, and we want to yeah support support people on our home soil and give them the the platform. But um, yeah, to keep things interesting, uh, we are currently speaking with a few partners um, where we can bring international beer across. Um, yeah, so yeah. I I can't say much more on it at the moment. We we are in the early stages, but uh, watch this space. I think that's going to be soon be coming. Yeah, I mean, one thing we noticed is we can't really get deliveries from various web shops that we would like to um, since Brexit. You know, it's just yeah. kind of not really that that sort of avenue's closed mm-hmm. down a bit. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is, you know, it's kind of like everything comes back, doesn't it? Because when I first started drinking beer, people were trying to open up, you know, warehouses selling uh, beers out of Belgium and things like that. That was kind of the thing. Um, and then that's died off and maybe it could come back again. So, yeah, interesting. I guess yeah. is, is, it, is, your, is your model there to serve as still the UK client or actually you're thinking about maybe having a French version of Bruiser operate within France that serves as the French clientele? What's what's your thinking there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the moment, we, yeah, we're very much focused on getting everything right and nailed in, uh, in the UK first. Uh, because we don't have a warehouse, all of our beer comes, as you know, direct from the brewery um it makes things a little bit more difficult to ship sort of internationally so Mm. we have to partner with the right people but uh our website as i've touched on before it's all unique codes it's uh it's quite intricate and i i'm not an it guy at all so but uh yeah what we've built is something quite unique and you know we we can copy and paste that in other countries Mm. and and launch in in some others as well so yeah yeah as I say, just focusing on getting it right in the UK first and then we'll look to expand. Cool. Brilliant yeah. sense. Okay. Next question is from Kbeth off Facebook. Would you ever consider opening up the subscription to more traditional breweries? So I'm assuming traditional breweries, meaning something like uh, Marston's or uh, Timothy Taylor's or someone, you know, people like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're yeah fiercely independent ourselves and we're always going to work with the uh small and support the small independent uh craft craft breweries out there or breweries as a whole yeah i think maybe what what your listeners uh leading to is more traditional uh real ale like tour side maybe tour side maybe something like that that that, that's kind of thing yeah Um, yeah. absolutely we've had a few requests and it's you know I love real ale. It's what I brewed and what got me into into the beer scene. Um, so, yeah, we're looking into it. Um, not top of the priority list at the moment, just because again, it's bringing that more choice element into mm. into the subscription. Where we just there's a fine line of yeah. doing that, but uh, something that's on the back of my mind for sure that I yeah we want to implement at some point. Cool, brilliant. Thank you very much. Right, we're just into our close-off bit now. We just want to talk about, we've got a couple of quick-bar questions. 
um, question about branding. But just before we get on to that, I just wanted to give a nod for uh, one of the boxes you did, uh, the Overtone Shore Shot uh, box uh, that you did. Um, that was kind of maybe you putting your toe in the water there of this, what became Project X, I guess. But uh, was it was that a good one to put together? Yeah, yeah, amazing. We just kind of... Uh, it. <clears throat> it's coming up with ideas to keep this whole project well to keep not project but keep this business uh exciting for you guys the subscribers and for us right as well um so yeah we did we did a collaboration brew with unbarred polys and sure shot and we put together a, a special bit box which featured a few different beers from each of those breweries um these boxes require quite a lot of lift and a lot of our energy but it's they're really fun to work on they keep everybody engaged um so definitely something we're gonna we're gonna continue to do yeah did you enjoy it did you guys all get that yeah, yeah I, had, I had that and it was pretty much off the charts good yeah, yeah. i was raving about that tetrad yeah that was yeah. that was the yeah, I had tetrad, the, yeah the neon raptor um pentridge one recently as ah. well yeah yeah the trachosaurus yeah yeah well yeah I've still yeah. got a couple more left from that one and I'm enjoying all of them so far. So nice. That's good. The Tetrad beer that we brewed of those uh yeah, overtone polys and sure shot. We ended up putting uh, hops in the mash as well, which okay. is uh, you don't you don't see too often. No, so no. quite uh, quite an interesting brew that one. Mm. Yeah, and then just moving on, obviously, as you do these collaborations, it gives you a chance to sort of push your branding a little bit as well. I mean, obviously, the website we've already talked about quite extensively, but is there anything like in terms of can branding that you like to see that you know, you've got a little bit of a, a, a pet thing there that you, if you're doing a can, working on a can, you like to see on there? I wish Lewis was here. Lewis <laughs> <laughs> the man. Lewis is, yeah, he handles more of our branding and marketing. Right. Um, okay. But... To be to be completely honest, actually, when we did the the Polly's Overtone Tetrads, that collaboration, um, wherever you brew in the beer, that brewery tends to um, design the can as well. So yeah. Polly's brewed it and they designed the the can, which was yeah brilliant. Kind of looked like a flag with all the brewers involved. And then you know, obviously, on Project X, we're working with the Craft Diaries. Who's yeah, yeah that's kind of what I was driving at with the question. It's yeah. kind of as you do the collabs and it gets a bit more sophisticated. You know, is there going to be something that we're going to see on those cans? That I'm just saying, is there anything uh, you astronauts? Astro, <laughs> there you go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, they just they just they just teased the first collaboration yeah. across Twitter today. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. And it's an astro. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. just get a little astronaut on there, and that's what you, that's all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we're we're on to the the quick fire round. Uh, one of them okay. might be a bit controversial, uh, but anyway, um, big. What's the, what's been the biggest influence on Bruiser in terms of you know uh, journey to date? So yeah, biggest influence on starting Bruiser. Um, I'd put that probably as the pandemic. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a major. But yeah, that's uh, that's what started it. So um, I'll keep it at that, considering it's yeah. No, that's good. Fun. And then we already kind of mentioned this slightly, but best beer by any brewery. So you know, Desert Island beer. Yeah, um, I had that Goose Island Bourbon County uh, 2015 edition recently, yeah. and that that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, and this is the controversial one. So I'm assuming you'll mention something that's not on Bruiser. Uh, your favourite brewery? Wow. <laughs> so I, I've. 
adore wilderness brewery who are my lo- most local Yay. um <laughs> brewery yeah <laughs> i my, think one of my favorites as well with you yeah on yeah they're awesome yeah, yeah. I, I, the thing i love about them is i i brought wilderness to the to the rest of the club quite early on and this was like i don't know three years ago and you can see the journey they've gone on and like i i'm just really impressed that they've stuck at that that the way that they've gone and they've really kind of tweaked it and perfected it and you buy beers by them now and they're an absolute treat with whereas at the time you could see where they were going but there's one or two that didn't quite meet the mark a bit rustic yeah 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 it's it's amazing it'll it'll brew like a pale ale but it'll have a bit of funk in it yeah a bit bit yeah so everything's a little bit different i think the branding's on point he puts a little flower bomb in every bruiser box yeah, he does yeah. and those That's right. notes so yeah, yeah. check them out mm. um okay uh, thirds halves two thirds or pints okay so if i'm in a pub uh two thirds if i'm at home with friends i love sharing my cans out with everybody so i'd go thirds nice one That's yeah nice. good That's answer nice. and then yeah also a difficult one here favorite style of beer yeah, depends on the season, but mixed firm. I love mixed firm. Cool. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, Ollie, I mean, thank you very much for your time tonight. Um, really insightful. I think for us, Jamie, I know Jamie's gutted he wasn't here tonight because he really wanted to kind of uh, uh, meet you and kind of get to really understand your your journey. But we'll have to listen to it like everyone else. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything further you want to discuss, you want to highlight uh, before we sign off? Um, no, just uh, just uh, for all of your listeners and yourselves included, anybody that has, has checked us out, just massive thank you uh, for your support and for all the feedback and stuff that you shared with us. I mean, yeah, as I say, we're only a small small team. We read everything um, and every customer means a hell of a lot to us. So just, yeah, thanks for sharing this journey with us and for ha- having us on the podcast. It's been yeah, great to see you guys again. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks once again to Ollie from Bruiser for sharing the story of Bruiser so far and what's coming up with them. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe on all the usual podcast services or look us up on Twitter, aka X, at Belper Beer Club, or even have a look at our website, belperbeer.club. So until next time, see you later.